Welcome to News Fix, where we spend hours going through the news so you don't have to. A shocking pro-war display, an extraordinary video of childhood innocence, and some shattering photographs. The war in Ukraine continues, as do the expressions of horror at what is unfolding. It's Monday, March 7th. Here's your News Fix. CNN leads with a headline this morning saying 95% of Russia's amassed firepower is now in Ukraine. Over the weekend, the Biden administration in the US said they have seen evidence in Ukraine of Russian attacks on civilians that would constitute a war crime. The place probably being discussed the most is the city of Irpin, just 10 miles outside of the capital, Kyiv. Russian shelling killed a family fleeing the city. Lindsay Adario, a revered New York Times photojournalist, was near the scene at the time and later uploaded the most harrowing images to her Instagram account. In the newsletter, we included a link to them, but we should note they are very graphic. As one person commented online, shattering photographs and necessary for us to see. The BBC's Jeremy Bowen fronted an extraordinary report on what happened, including the moment of the attack. Again, we've included it in the newsletter and it's a very important watch. In the last hour, Russian state media said a number of humanitarian corridors across Ukraine will be opened to allow civilians to evacuate. As BBC News noted, Ukrainian officials have yet to confirm this, and a number of those corridors reportedly lead to Belarus and Russia. There is also a significant amount of skepticism around these reports. That is because over the weekend, shelling continued in the southeastern city of Mariupol during what was supposed to be a ceasefire. In terms of the refugee angle on all of this, more than a million refugees have now left Ukraine and crossed the border into Poland. According to The Guardian, 142,300 people arrived on Sunday alone. The UK has so far granted 50 visas to Ukrainian refugees, according to a report in BBC News. France accused the UK of showing a lack of humanity on this, to which the British government replied, saying the process has only just started. The Biden administration said they will, of course, look at taking in refugees, but according to a CNN report, they would not specify a number. An Irish minister suggested the country could take in more than 100,000 Ukrainian refugees. According to a report in the Irish Times, 671 people have already arrived to the country, but they have gone straight to family already living in Ireland. In terms of Russian ramifications, the fallout in Russia continues. For example, over the weekend, Netflix pulled out and TikTok limited its services. In terms of covering the coverage, many, if not most, international media outlets have now been restricted in Russia. BBC News even tweeted advice on how to access it from inside the country. In terms of what is specifically trending online, a Russian gymnast went viral and was widely criticized online for wearing the letter Z, a national war symbol, while standing on the podium alongside a Ukrainian athlete over the weekend. For context here, the letter Z has been seen painted on the sides of Russian military tanks. BBC News noted it was also worn by pro-war politicians in Russia. Following the move, the International Gymnastics Federation condemned it, describing it as shocking behavior. And on that note, a video of people, presumably Russian, wearing President Putin team clothing has been widely circulated online. The Berlin bureau chief for the Financial Times described it as, quote, chilling. In an extraordinary video, Ukrainian soldiers were captured playing the country's national anthem with a backdrop showing the damage that has occurred. We're not sure where exactly in Ukraine this was filmed, but we included a link to the video in the newsletter and it is highly worth a watch. In terms of the energy angle on this, oil prices have now soared to the highest level since 2008. 
Over the weekend, US Secretary of State Anthony Blinken said they are speaking with European allies to look in a coordinated way at the prospect of banning the import of Russian oil while making sure that there is still an appropriate supply of oil in world markets. This morning, The Guardian reported Japan was also involved in the talks. Axios published a scoop this morning saying President Biden's advisors are discussing a possible visit to Saudi Arabia this spring with an aim to convince the kingdom to pump more oil. Meanwhile, a New York Times report from Saturday suggested US officials travel to Venezuela to meet with President Maduro in an effort to separate Russia from its remaining international allies. The reason that this is so highly significant is because Venezuela has the world's largest oil reserves and also because the US broke off diplomatic relations with Venezuela in 2019 after accusing Maduro of election fraud. For anyone who wants to know more about Russia's role as an energy giant in the world, you can read our piece from Saturday. It's linked in the newsletter, Bad Energy, Europe's Reliance on Russian Oil and Gas. In terms of what's happening today, British Prime Minister Boris Johnson will host his Canadian and Dutch counterparts, Justin Trudeau and Mark Rutte in London today with the Ukraine crisis, the most important topic for them. And lastly, as anyone who reads the newsletter will know, we like to end each day with a lighter note. This morning, we've included an extraordinary video of a young girl in Ukraine in a shelter singing Frozen's Let It Go. You honestly have to watch it. That's today's fix. Have a great day.